Welcome to the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler teaches the good news of Jesus Christ and biblical Christian principles that empower all people with real-life timeless applications for daily kingdom living. Now here's your host, Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler, sharing kingdom truths for kingdom living. Well, praise the name of the Lord, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us. We have a very special guest with us today, a beautiful woman of God. Her name is Doretha Daniels. This is part two of our interview. And if you have not heard part one, I encourage you to go back and listen. We just believe that you will be blessed. Now, here's just a little recap of the first interview. Doretha shared with us in her mid-30s, all right, 31, actually, she was paralyzed from her mid back down. And for about a year or so during the paralysis, she experienced a lot of sadness and some anger and grief. She sought professional help and her therapist helped her to understand that the reason why she was feeling so sad was because she was grieving the death of her body. During this time, Doretha became a Christian. She received Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And as her family were gradually adjusting and navigating through this difficult season, years later on, some challenges arose in her marriage and it ended up in divorce. She's here today for this second interview just to share with us how the Lord moves so beautifully in her life all throughout this time. Doretha, thank you so much for your just a blessing to us and to the body of Christ. And uh, would you please just go ahead and share your, your testimony with us? Sure. As I look back over my life, it seems like there are different events that happen, quote unquote events. And it seems like they end up being major changes in my spiritual life during those times. So I would say the first event was the onset of paralysis. And, you know, then that led me to Christ, as you just stated. And the second major event was divorce. But believe it or not, there was beauty that came out of the ashes, out of the death of the marriage. Amen. Uh, I would venture to say that my ex and I aren't the normal, common divorced couple. Uh, We still get along very well. We still, when necessary, get together to discuss if there's something going on with our children that we need to address. He was always very dependent. I could depend on him um, to always make sure his child support was paid or if I needed financial help in any other way. He was great with that. And even the extended families, we all still get along And in fact, he and his wife have welcomed me to their home many times, of which I've been there, and I've welcomed them to mine as well. So it's not that, you know, you people tend to want to think that it's always major, major drama. Of course, there was sadness and that type of thing, but it wasn't those like so dramatic that it was hard to bear. And compared to paralysis, Paralysis still stands as number one as far as the major change in my life. When we talk about emotional uh, devastation, compare the two. Oh, there's no comparison. Paralysis still 
holds the flag for number one place as far as that is concerned. Well, I think I know. Of course, God knew what was coming up in my life. So I was strengthened through the chapter of paralysis and able to take that strength and that closeness that I had developed with God, take that and apply it to going through a divorce and years after that. So he knew and he had strengthened me and prepared, I mean, not necessarily prepared me for a divorce, but prepared me spiritually to be able to handle a divorce. That's beautiful. Now you shared on the first podcast that you guys were living comfortably and had adjusted to your husband's income and you were stay at home mom. How hard was it for you to thrive in your new life as a single parent? How did you thrive through the process? I did what I typically do, start researching. Uh, I was researching how to raise children in a divorce situation. was reading lots and lots of that. Uh, I went to a job fair for people with disabilities to explore that and explore working outside of the home. Unfortunately, back then, there wasn't a lot of working from home. And I just really considered what I wanted to remain the same as much as possible. So that would help with this, the stability of the kids and the foundation of the kids. So I was, I was okay with making sacrifices for them so that they would feel loved. And they knew that they loved their dad and they knew their dad loved them. And he, they knew he would be there for him, them. So all of that helped ease what could have been traumatic, super traumatic, I think. And of course, God gets the glory for all of it. Amen. So would you say that God showed you a whole different aspect of him being Jehovah Jireh during that time, as far as providing for you and the children as a single parent? Yes, I saw him stretch. Just just stretched my resources. I mean, even years and years later, uh, he stretched it. So we, there was one family that was going through a crisis and they were able to come stay with us for a little while until they could get back on their feet. And then another friend came and she needed some help and God provided for her as well in our home. So it was it was really beautiful to see how God used my resources to help others. And I never would have thought that he that he would have stretched the resources as much as he did. That's awesome. So now at this point, your children are eight and 11 years old. And you shared some a little a bit, a bit about the stability and the sense of security you were able to provide for them. Tell us a little bit more about as far as their extracurricular activities and their friends and um, as far as the the community, you know, the stability in those aspects. Sure. The community that we lived in was, I felt very safe and comfortable. We had great neighbors. So that's one reason why I chose to still stay in that neighborhood. And then as far as the school system, I was very, very pleased with the education they were receiving. They were doing great in school. 
And then they had friends in the neighborhood, friends in school that they had uh, met early on in their um, earlier school years. And so we were able to still interact with some of the same people, which I felt was a good thing. They didn't have to start all over with making friends and getting used to a new school and all of that. And then they, my sons got heavily involved in sports. So there were cross-country games, basketball games for both of them, football games for one of them, soccer games for one of them, track, a little bit of track for both of them. And that required going to practice and going to games and sometimes taking their friends to games or to practices or take them home because other parents might have to work or something else is on their schedule that they couldn't attend the practice or the game. So uh, it was nice to be able to help others out. I didn't mind at all. And if it was going to help the, a child get to something that they really enjoyed and it was an extracurricular activity and they could have been choosing other things that were not so healthy. I wanted to help them get to whatever they were participating in. And then also with their social life, I was known as the parent that stayed up till late at night. So that worked out with picking up my sons and their friends from the movies if they went to a late movie or some school function, things like that. And plus it was fun. That's awesome. Let me ask you this question. In our first interview, you were saying that, of course, your um, husband at the time helped you with a lot as far as grocery shopping, doing some other things. Tell us about how you developed that independence uh, once you became a single mom. Well, I had developed that independence prior to divorce. So I just continued it uh, after divorce already was going to the grocery store and getting things. And then we also utilized a delivery grocery service. It wasn't DoorDash or anything like that back then. It was nice to be able to have groceries delivered and placed directly in the freezer or refrigerator. But I was I was independent by the time I was went through a divorce. There, the independence pretty much took off about a two years, a year and a half to two years after the onset of paralysis. So that wasn't a change that I had to deal with. That's beautiful. And then all throughout this time, you're building yourself up spiritually and you're growing in the Lord. What are some things that you were putting in place to keep your spiritual life and your prayer life strengthened? Well, it's as if my spiritual life graduated um, with paralysis. It, let's say it was on level one. And then with divorce, I felt led to do be more active in my church and elsewhere and be more serious about learning more about God. So it seems like I went up, up another notch. Um, I was reading the Bible a lot and applying it to my life. And it was, I loved doing the different projects that I had to help others, whether it be 
men in prison, people in a nursing home. One lady one time purchased Christmas cards for me so that she could pass out to members of her staff. It was Christmas cards that I had designed and produced. So that was nice. It's always nice to be able to help others. I love doing that. Then I was part of the telecare ministry where I would call members of the church and see how they were doing, if they had any prayer requests, if uh, any of their basic information had changed. And even the senior pastor at that time wanted me to ask them what they felt about him. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it all. That was brought smile to my face many a time. And what was cool is the time I helped with the project, I made some cards for people in the nursing home for Thanksgiving. And what was cool is I went to the nursing home to visit a friend's mother and looked over in her room, or no, it was a lady down the hall, looked at her bulletin board and she had the card tacked on her bulletin board. So to me, that was like God saying, I'm okay with what you're doing here. That was very cool. Wow, that is so beautiful. So it seems like through it all, although you had your own challenges that you were facing, you were focusing on the Lord and you were focusing on serving others instead of having a pity party and feeling, you know, feeling bad and sitting around and not doing anything, you started doing the things of the Lord to bless other people who were probably in need of a healing also. And would you say maybe that's how your healing and your wholeness came through for yourself? Yes. And the main incentives were my kids. They were the main ones. So just trying to make sure that they had a childhood that they where they felt loved and appreciated and even liked. That was raising kids. That's what that was like the number one, even before doing outside projects through my church. Uh, I mean, it even I even enjoyed. I enjoyed going to their sports sporting uh, activities. Uh, and I've never been athletic, but I learned some a few terms. And when I see an old friend and I start talking using those terms, they're like, when did you, when did you learn all this? Because you were not <laughs> like this when we were growing up. So they were great kids, still are. So that made, they made it easier to, to go through that particular time in my life. That is awesome. You, you spoke about one of your children to know that they were loved and accepted. And um, when we, when we think about God's love for us, how he loves us unconditionally, how was the love of God manifested in your life during this time? Oh, wow. By giving me peace, giving me hope and encouragement and providing, getting me to the point where I would forget I was paralyzed. Amen. Sometimes in the grocery store, I would be reaching for something pretty high up. And then I have to remind myself, Doretha, you're paralyzed. Don't fall out the chair. Don't fall out the chair. Let somebody else get you. But yeah, and it seems like that 
feeling of not being paralyzed just happened. It was like a subconscious thing. I don't I can't tell you exactly when I started feeling like that. But one day while talking to a friend, we were talking about my paralysis and I realized it hit me. It's like you forget that you're paralyzed a lot of the time. And I do. I that do is, forget sometimes. That is so beautiful. That is just awesome. One other thing, we know that you still had some challenges physically. And you mentioned before that there was a major health challenge after your divorce. Share a little bit about that. You were saying the doctors didn't think you were going to recover. Was that a setback or how did you see that? Well, I initially I was thinking I didn't need medical care, that I just needed to rest and relax and I would be okay and that wasn't getting me anywhere so then I talking with a church member she urged me to go to the hospital so I went to the hospital they decided to admit me and I didn't realize I had a really bad infection and I ended up being in some type of medical facility I, I was gone from home for about five and a half months. And I was gone so long, I always try to put a positive spin on things. I just started thinking of it as a patient advocacy tour because uh, I got a big dose of how the medical system is now, which was a little different from when I was uh, from the onset of my paralysis. So some things were surprising to me so I um, I started talking to, to different people on staff to see if a change could be made in certain areas. And then uh, also just talking to different people on staff about what they were going through. And I felt God leading me to start a prayer, a prayer group before every shift of um, the workers there. So whoever wanted prayer or wanted to come and pray for others or whatever, they were welcome to come to my room before their shift started and we would have a prayer group. So I felt that that's what God wanted me to do when I was like, what do you want me to do about what I'm observing? And that's how I felt he answered that question. I love the way you made the best of every situation that you were put in. You know, not that the Lord put it on you, like some people say, well, the Lord put this on me, the Lord put that on me. The Lord allowed it, but you made the best out of every situation. And that is so beautiful because, like I said before, you took the focus off of Doretha and you put your eyes on Jesus and on other people that you could help. That is just awesome because that's the thing. That's the Christ-like thing to do. You just sacrificed yourself, your time, your energies, your finances, your family, and so many different areas. That is what unconditional unselfish love is all about. So your life actually mimics the life of Jesus Christ. 
you know, and it's just so beautifully because you just, you just flowed in it in every arena, every point in your life, you just so beautifully float in it. And that is so awesome. What I would like for you to do now is let's say there's a listener who needs to be encouraged and they're going through a very tough season in their lives and they might not have all the spiritual tools, you know, to access they could possibly be a new believer. Go ahead and encourage them for me. Okay. First of all, remember that God created you and you were beautifully and wonderfully made. And nobody else can take that away from you. So being God's child and considering those characteristics, just ask God to hold onto your hand or give you a hug and help you through the next step, whatever that might be. And I would suggest to maybe get one verse out of the Bible that means a lot to you. Uh, one that I used a lot was, I can do all things through Christ. That's probably my favorite one and the one I use the most. And you might have to keep reminding you yourself of those words when you're going through difficult times and know that He'll be with you no matter how hard it is. But also keep in mind, something beautiful can come out of it as well. Something that your mind cannot process or come up, come fathom. Your mind um, is limited compared to God's. Amen. It's similar to what you said earlier. He brings beauty out of the ashes. And that is so powerful. Doretha, thank you so much. You are just such a beautiful woman of God. You're such a blessing to the body of Christ. And we appreciate your time, number one. And we thank the listeners for joining us. Would you please close out in prayer? Sure. Dear God, thank you for loving us the way you do. And thank you for forgiving us the way you do. And thank you for not just bashing us every time we make a mistake. We all are here trying to do our best. Guide and direct us in the way you would have us to go. Help us to be more like your son, Jesus. And thank you for your sacrifice, your son. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Truth Podcast with Bible teacher Yolanda Tyler. Please subscribe to our podcast so you will know when the next episode is published. To hear more biblical teachings and give to support the ministry, please visit our website at www.thekingdomtruth.org. That is www.thekingdomtruth.org. God bless you until we meet again.